Did you know that you're weird? You're wonderfully weird. Join us for the next few minutes as Drake Hunter, senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the upcoming book, Wonderfully Weird, helps us to understand how to live that wonderfully weird life to the fullest every single moment of every day. I'm your host, John Waters. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living with pastor and author, Drake Hunter. Welcome back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living. I'm John Waters, your host. My guest, as he is each week on the program, unless he's not, is author and pastor Drake Hunter. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. It's always good to be with you, John, and I'm so excited about this podcast. What an exciting uh, message we have to talk about this morning. Well, we used a, a, a song this past Sunday uh, for your message, Smoke on the Water, song yes. that everybody knows. I play guitar, of course, and uh, every guitar player, it's the first song that they ever learn how to play usually, and they always learn to play it wrong, <laughs> right. uh, but we tried to play it correctly on Sunday. But a uh, uh, fun song to do, but yeah. yet a song that I think uh, is much misunderstood because it's actually actually just a factual account of a uh, a true life incident that happened uh, in 1972. Yeah, it's a great story. A, a, you know, it's not fictional. It's it's real. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a great story of a song, that's for sure. Well, and you use that smoke on the water to set up a message uh, to talk about anger and uh, the uh, uh, using the song to kind of set up the picture of, you know, the casino burning down and the smoke on the water. Are we allowing anger to be like that idiot with the flare gun uh, inside <laughs> the casino that shot it off in a place where it isn't designed to be used in That's a right. way that it's not designed to be used for, uh, which caused the whole place to burn down to the ground? And, and boy, isn't that a great picture of anger if we allow it to be? Oh, absolutely. And I, I recall last week when I'm s sitting trying to, you know, just put this concept together. Uh, it, it's a perfect picture because, you know, we all know that we are a house, you know. Uh, and so with the house of who we are, when when we allow that anger to be that that flare gun, if you will, and we pull the trigger without even thinking about it, we're not we're not rationalizing. We're not thinking. Uh, boy, we burned down a lot of other buildings or other people, if you will, in the sense of our conversations and what we do, and even in our problem solving. It's, it, yeah, it's it goes right back to that image where you know that smoke on the water. Where you know, are you burning down relationships uh, in on purpose, intentionally, whatever, or you know, are you as we're going to talk about today using anger properly because we know anger uh there's justification behind anger and we see that with jesus but yes uh and, and the question I, I led into the message with is are you an idiot with a flare gun right <laughs> well and and let me kind of set up this picture I, I thought of this as you were talking so a flare gun in and of itself is neither good nor bad it's right. how it's used. Right. So a flare gun used in the proper way to alert authorities to seek emergency help, that's the proper use of a flare gun. And it is very helpful in that and accomplishes a uh, righteous purpose. 
but an idiot with a flare gun shooting it off <laughs> inside of an old wooden building right. uh, that ends up burning to the ground and injures people and no concern about the people around them. That's the improper use of the flare gun. And it becomes a very destructive instrument that has no uh, discernment when it comes to who or what is going to be destroyed along the way. Yeah, and there's no reason to have a flare gun in a, in a situation like we see in the song where who who would bring a flare gun into a building in a concert and and it just doesn't make sense. There's no reason for it. And, so, and, and there really is no reason for uh, this toxic anger that we're talking about or this idiot with the flare gun. There's no reason. But yet, when we look uh, around at the different relationships, who we are in our culture and also in our society, boy, there's a lot of idiots with a flare gun. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, just to finish out that thought, anger is the same way in yeah. and of itself. It is neither good nor bad. It is a, an emotion that God has given us when yes. properly applied is for a righteous purpose, as we see Jesus do on numerous occasions. Uh, but when it's improperly applied, like the flare gun inside a building, it destroys people without just with punity. Yeah. Yeah, let me say this, and we're going to stay with anger, but that's true for any emotion. Right. Uh, you know, there's there's toxic emotion, and there's just wonderful, great emotions that you can use intentionally to, let's say, be that artist in life and really add value to life. And so, yes, uh, toxic uh, anger or, let's say, healthy added value anger, which uh, in the hands of somebody who is wise, uh, there's nothing better. And we see that in Jesus, of course. Well, you began the message uh, with uh, Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 5, verse 22, uh, a very commonly used verse, but as you and I were talking about before we began recording here today, yes. one that is, again, improperly applied, used in the wrong way That's right. uh, all too often, and so the actual purpose of the verse is lost. Uh, right, and, uh, and not only lost, but not a... <laughs> It's so misinterpreted in the sense of we always want to point our fingers to others. Uh, especially, it's easy to identify somebody who uh, uses, let's say, physical anger. Uh, but uh, And then we come back around and, and we use this verse to justify me or, or ourself. And there's a lot here, uh, but it is a philosophical discussion uh, in Aramaic, of, of course, uh, where, do you mind if I read it? Yeah, go ahead. Where it says, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister, uh, that's in the context of being a Christian, the church will be subject to judgment. Now, that judgment, we know, uh, can be on the horizon uh, when it comes to heaven, but uh, Jesus is speaking in the here and now because God's, all of his energy is in the here and now, and that's subject to that toxic or that... Uh, intrinsic that, uh, judgment? Intrinsic, there you go, judgment that's toxic because judgment can work both ways as well. But here, they're referring to that very toxic judgment that we all experience in our mind, in our in our emotions, and then in our heart, and then we become uh, very, uh, let's say, dysfunctional mm -hmm. because of that judgment. And so dangerous. We've, yeah, we've got to be careful. Then, of course, Jesus says again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, uh, raka, which is an Aramaic word for empty head, foolishness. But as I shared on Sunday, 
This word is actually meant as an insult mm-hmm. and uh, a very how what's uh, a very um, related word today would be idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so is answerable to the court. And of course, that court is the court. We'll say the commands of Jesus, uh, Jesus's ways. And anyone who says now this is in the leadership position, you fool. So here's an influencer speaking to somebody they may be mentoring and saying, you fool, that person that hears that from that authority or that influencer will be in the danger of the, of the fire of hell. And, and so uh, that's often preached differently. Uh, but we have to receive it and really examine ourselves to make sure that we are properly resolving our anger issues, because we all have them, with let's say, the commands of Jesus or the court uh, of Jesus that sits in our heart. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So there are two types of, uh, two sides to anger. Let's put it that way. There's healthy anger. Uh-huh. And then there's, as you've mentioned, toxic anger. Um, and, and we've started touching on those a little bit. But let's kind of talk about how uh, healthy anger reveals itself and, and situationally what might be uh, a time for healthy anger to be used as opposed to toxic anger, which is kind of like I think of it as that little, um, those burning embers that are always there just waiting for a <laughs> little bit of gasoline to be poured on and then whoosh, there it goes again. It goes up in flames quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, direct me. What direction would you like to So let's to talk about... Each okay. of those in a little more detail, All right. uh, starting maybe with the toxic anger so we can see what it shouldn't be. And then we'll talk about more of the healthy anger and how it manifests itself. So as I shared on Sunday, first and foremost, we have to know what anger is. We know anger is an emotion. Uh, I think most people understand that. Uh, but, you know, and there's different, can I say styles of anger? Mm-hmm. Uh, And, and of course, going to my work now, Wonderfully Weird, and uh, speaking towards the temperament now, uh, we all have different ways or different styles of anger, but also different ways to handling it. But, you know, uh, in our culture, I'll say in Morgan County here, uh, we we see all of the different types of anger. Uh, For instance, we see assaulting anger. This this is uh, physical uh, attack. Now, is physical attack healthy or toxic well 99 percent of the time it's toxic anger it's very immature it's it's where we go and we have to have this this physical attack we're not thinking oftentimes now on the other hand there's healthy now i was in the military for 21 years and the last thing we want to do as a military uh, organization is go and do a physical attack on anybody whatever the movies say i don't care that's the reality our military we do everything we can through the peace uh, through negotiations before we get to that that toxic physical attack where really you know most lose out especially one side or another so uh yes it can be toxic but it can be healthy as well but it should be the last resort in any type of situation Mm -hmm. and because we can think of our different life roles with our spouse of course we have an epidemic going on there with toxic anger there or with our children or whatever our boss or whoever oh boy we need to make sure we're wise 
in this in this particular style. Uh, here's one that's alive and well in everybody's life, and that's aggressive anger. We we might think of physical attack, but this is more uh, aggressive anger is using your words. So criticism, finding fault. Uh, you know, you've been in a fight. I've been in a fight where we believe uh, getting louder is, is is the upper hand. Right. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, that aggressive be- anger is toxic when there is no resolve. All there is is gossip and slander, and that's that is a different type of anger. But there's no resolve. That's what it comes down to. And when there's no resolve, and you're just adding fuel to the fire, it's toxic, is mm-hmm. it not? Yes. And so uh, that's why criticism, and we see that in the Bible. Paul continues to share in Galatians and in, in Ephesians and other areas. Like, be careful with this type of anger because it will destroy uh, one chip at a time, one word at a time. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, that's just death by a thousand paper cuts. Mm-hmm. And so uh, hurtful anger is another style where this is lying and stealing and troublemaking and we experience this with many people where uh in the church or perhaps in the military this is known as rallying the troops where you know they'll say anything in front of your face but they don't agree with the uh the issue they don't agree with the cause and then they have their own little intent and then they start rallying people around them to uh to kind of give that uprise if you will uh and so that is Boy, uh, that that's a pet peeve of mine, and I keep my eye open for this. Well, and and I'm sure you've seen this too. I've been in a couple situations where that exact situation ended up splitting a church. Oh, I would say more times than not, that mm-hmm. will split a church because there's always we're, we're, there's always somebody right or wrong in this situation, and somebody with pride who wants to be right, and you have the culture now in place with that. Uh, they're gonna. There's a win-win situation in there, and it just uh, it, it's 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 very dangerous. And yes, I would say in my experience, I've seen three splits now in 30 years. That that was the case mm-hmm. every time. Right. Exactly. All right. So uh, you have assaulting anger, aggressive anger, the hurtful anger, rebellious anger is ah. the next one, which is an open defiance and. Uh, you can see this in in teenagers probably it's it's very uh, real uh, prevalent is the word I'm looking for uh, open defiance is you know you share them this is the direction they have no intent they're gonna do what they want I'll do what I want mm-hmm. and I say that often uh, or what happens is and we've all experienced this in our marriages or perhaps with our bosses uh, you know with rebellious anger there's that somebody's putting something out there and then they're quiet and they refuse to talk the silent mm-hmm. treatment. Mm-hmm. And then we justify it by saying, well, just give me my time. <laughs> yeah. Well, be careful with that because uh, re- rebellious anger can, can be, well, can be very toxic. Uh, and another one I shared, uh, and I actually, this is my terminology. It's called veiled anger. I call it camouflaged anger for my own experience and this is where distrust you know john when i first came to uh the church they called me and said yes you're our pastor one of the challenges we had was distrust because uh, the the few people we had uh they just distrust everybody 
And so there was this anger, and it wasn't with intent. It was just how they've been conditioned because they've been so hurt. They've, they've, tr- uh, tr- uh, they've struggled through some suffering. But what happens is we, we build this distrust in life. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason being is we don't know how to discern. We don't know how, how to use that uh, command, don't cast your pearls among the swine, that produces discretion. Well, when we don't know that and don't know how to facilitate those commands of Jesus, what happens is distrust has to be put in place because we're not doing it Jesus' way. Mm-hmm. And so distrust is going to be the result or that camouflage anger. And then, of course, we distrust everybody. But if you think about it, the healthy uh, type of uh, situation here is the moment I accept it, or excuse me, Jesus accepted me, and, and I became a Christian, Jesus trusted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was There was 100% trust now with his discernment and with his discretion, uh, with his understanding. Uh, that trust is, is all over the place, especially at first, depending how you look at it. Because at first, I'm a little baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So Jesus forgives and all that. But distrust and, and skepticism let's say jealousy, envy, uh, and I shared this, uh, sarcasm is part of this camouflaged anger. Now, i got to be careful because I'm pretty sarcastic. I and, am too. Yeah. yeah. However, you know, that's where discernment comes in and, and even put me under conviction a little bit. Maybe I can adjust my language a little bit where uh, I'm not um, uh, trying to get a little bit of truth out through uh, sarcasm. Uh, and because we know this, no matter how you look at it, a little bit of sarcasm is kind of like it's it, I called it the, uh, this anger, the cousin of aggressive anger. And, and it chips away a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. We don't mean to. But no matter the intent, people are still getting hurt a little bit at a time. So how do I become more disciplined with my own words, my own language? Because I want to make sure everything I share is added value where where it's really helping somebody reach their very best in Christ, and at the same time, reducing, uh, let's say, that suffering that happens in life. And so that's camouflage anger. So so let me recap those real quick before we go to the last one. We have assaulting anger, aggressive anger, hurtful anger, rebellious anger, the veiled or camouflaged anger, and then it goes to the last one. Suppressed. Or... Passive-aggressive anger. Which can be the most dangerous of all of them. Yes, and, you know, we're trying to discern what's healthy, what's not. (laughs) You know, I think passive-aggressiveness in itself, it's just, that's how we, passiveness is is needed. Uh, And I would say passive anger would be the healthy, but the passive-aggressiveness is where the toxic anger comes in. And this is when somebody says yes, looks you straight in the eye uh, and says yes, and... uh, and then based on emotions in their life or distractions, you never see them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an unresponsiveness to what was agreed upon uh, and overly nice. Now, I, these folks that are passive aggressive, I had this situation happen just last week. I know that there's somebody upset with me. And, and it's very clear. People know they're upset with me and stuff. But they went out of their way last week, rather than to ha- have a discussion about kind of the challenges and the issues, they began doing things. They became extremely nice. They started doing things for me, 
which I get it, I appreciate it, but at the same time, if you think about it, they're doing that because they're going off, they're gossiping, they're slandering, they're they're rallying the troops, but then when they're in front of your face, they're going to be nice, right? And then they're overly nice, where it's like you know you're 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 too obvious here, and so that passive aggressiveness comes out, and. Uh, almost in the sense of uh, this is an oxymoron, but uh, that overly nice then in some in an expert's eye is is known as rage. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, we have to be careful with that. And we all have done this. I've right. done this with I remember with my commanders and some of my troops. We're just yep, yep, yep. And then all of a sudden you're in front of them and you're the nicest person in the yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> and and so uh, very defensive in nature. And and so. Uh, another thing is this person is tip, uh, always late. This is call that what it is. Nothing wrong with being late. We've got variables that happens in life. But we're talking about that track record. They're always late. I promise you there's some type of challenging uh, uh, issues going on, especially with anger. It, it'd be, uh, it's, it, John, would you ever want to be a fly in, in a car or at home before people come to the church yeah. <laughs> and see why they're late? You'd see this... Uh, alive and well in, in many people's lives. So here's the point. We're, we're, not, we're not casting stones here. We just want you to identify, assess it, because there is a solution to our anger problem in our day and age. And if anybody says there's no anger problem in our society, is living under a rock mm-hmm. because we understand that if we can resolve our anger issues uh, individually in our families, uh, in our marriages, across just across our nation, we know 80% of our problems would be resolved, if not more. So you said there's a solution. Yes. So let's, uh, let's turn the page and let's talk about the solution. Uh, simply put, the solution, first and foremost, comes uh, directly out of the Bible. Jesus said, follow me. And when we're properly following Jesus, when that perfect model is in place and we are focused on following our purpose through Jesus rather than our problems, uh, what is the resolve? Well, the resolve is then meekness. Jesus said, blessed are the meek and they shall inherit the earth. In fact, I end the message by misplacing that word and saying the meek shall inherit heaven. That's not what it says. Right. It says the meek shall inherit heaven the earth. Now the challenge is making sure we define meekness and learn meekness Jesus's way. Very objective in nature rather than uh, understanding maybe what you've been taught through uh, some good intended messages and stuff. We have to understand what true meekness is. And I, I, I yelled it out in the message and I said meekness is not weakness, it is not shyness, and it's not helplessness. Right. And uh, we have to understand that because, again, when I came to the church, one of the first things I asked is, what is meekness? And we had about 15 people in the room. Every one of them, except for two, said, it's weakness. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a good conversation behind that because we can look at weakness two different ways. Because Uh, The healthy way to look at it is first and foremost to think about the weakness in, let's say, a ball of clay. Mm -hmm. We need that clay to be soft. It needs to be tolerant, flexible, and let's say weak in the sense of where God can allow us, or excuse me, that where God can develop us 
into what he needs us to be. We be need moldable. that weakness, but that's not what most people, that's not how most people understand weakness. They view it in a very toxic way where they're like, weakness is the enemy of strength. Right. And it is not. So that's where I'm coming from is meekness is not that weakness. And if, if we can understand that, we have to stay we don't say weak. We have to stay meek. Mm -hmm. So that way we can be molded wherever we are in life. And then God will mold us through his ways and his plans so that we can fulfill that purpose that he has for us. Rather than becoming hard, what makes us hard? Well, we talked about it before the, the uh, session here, our episode, is what makes us hard, rigid, problems. We focus more on our problems mm -hmm. than we do on the purpose that God has for us. And, you know, if we can just uh, understand that's how meekness work, works and we put that in the right place and we allow God to use those problems as, as molding us to what he needs us to be to become better, to reach our very best, so be it. We're no longer focused on our problems. We're focused on our purpose. So meekness is the solution. But we have to go after that because let me ask you, John, how many people now – will go out and say, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to learn uh, intentionally what meekness is through proper sources. I'd like to say 100%, but yes. I know that's not realistic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> typically what happens, let's go back to our anger issue in our society uh, where uh, they mean well, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But the moment they walk away, unresponsiveness. Because a problem comes up that they have to focus on or that they choose to focus on, and they're right back into that same situation of focusing yeah. on the problems rather than the purpose. Right. And isn't that what the devil wants to do is mm -hmm. uh, distract, right? Get you off track. And so, uh, but it also has to do kind of with that toxic anger we're talking about where uh, that passive aggressiveness where... Uh, we're unresponsive, and then we become overly nice with it, and, and, and then we're always late with it, always late getting that meekness in place. Always, I put it on my calendar, but ah, I didn't get to it. And so and we push it off, and then the solution is never actually put in place where we can get healthy and we can cure a lot of suffering in m most of our relationships. Well, coming back to the focus of anger and using meekness. Yes. So then, uh, if I understand what you're saying, then is uh, meekness when it comes to anger is that it, we still have we may have the anger, but it's under control. Yes, and it becomes a strength yes. rather than a weakness. A typical uh, metaphor that's used here is the horse, mm -hmm. uh, where you know we, we got to get the uh, you know uh, we got to get the horse under control put a bit in, in the horse's mouth. That would be the commands of Jesus. And then we get our anger under the control of uh, the one that's leading, and of course that's Jesus. And so, yes, meekness is nothing more than God's strength. And when we say strength, we're talking mental strength, emotional strength, relational strength, physical strength, and let's never forget the greatest need, spiritual strength, mm -hmm. under con the control of, of God, of course, and under his influence on a consistent basis. And that's us being with God. God has done his part. He, he's given us uh, those emotions or that anger for good reason. He wants mm -hmm. us to use it in a way that's going to add value to the relationship he has with him and the relationship we have with others. And when we are 
intentional with getting meekness into to our lives, and we become meek, again, we know what the blessings uh, are with, with, that, with that being meek. But there's a responsibility on our part that we got to go after it. And Paul says, I've learned the secrets of God. And, and that is truly going after it, being intentional, being enthusiastic in it, and making it work. And I, I'm, I'm going to be extremely passionate about this one because it truly is the command, if we put it in place, follow Jesus properly, and we use that meekness to truly connect with God and others, it's going to resolve most of our problems. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. Well, we're almost out of time, so we do have some questions we'd like to leave with people, our listeners, to uh, mull over, to think about, to discuss uh, in their life groups, etc., cetera, uh, in whatever way you want to use those. <laughs> so um, let's go through these. First of all, discuss a time your anger got the best of you and it burned down a relationship. And anyone who says that they've never had that time is not being truthful and honest with themselves because we've all done it, unfortunately. Uh, that's number one. Number two, who was Jesus angry with in Mark 3, 5, and why is this type of anger justified? And there is justified anger. And number three, what can you do in the next week? Maybe let me put it this way. What can I do in the next week to keep meekness strong in my relationships, to make sure that I am remaining meek, that strength under control in my relationships. Ooh, some challenging questions for sure. And the meek shall inherit the earth. Amen to that. All right, that's all the time we have for this week. As always, I want to thank my good friend, pastor and author Drake Hunter for joining me here on the podcast. It's always a pleasure and a a fun journey each time when we get together, Drake. All right, uh, join us again next week. We'll do it all again on Wonderfully Weird Living. I'm John Waters. Find out more about your uniqueness when you get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, available in the fall of 2019. And please email us with your questions or comments at wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. Join us again next time as we continue to explore Wonderfully Weird Living. I'm John Waters. Thank you for joining us.